This is the Pokedex Radio Podcast, where you can learn to be the very best, like no one ever was. Every Pokemon trainer knows that the best place to learn everything about Pokemon is to check their Pokedex. Now, this is where we talk about all things Pokemon, from the video game to the anime and more. Learn how to be a Pokemon master at PokedexRadio.com. Welcome, trainers, to another episode of the Pokedex Radio Podcast. My name is Austin. I am the host of this show. Thank you very much for downloading today's episode. First of all, have you been playing Pokemon X or Pokemon Y or both? Aren't you excited? Um, I'm really excited. I've, I finally got my uh, I got my version over the weekend when it came out, and we're, we'll talk about that in a minute, though. Um, but uh, if you'd like to see all the show notes for today's episode, you can find it at pokedexradio.com slash 58. That's 58. If you'd like to contact me and email me about anything, you can always do so. You can email me to feedback at pokedexradio.com. Or you can leave a comment on our Facebook or even message me on our Facebook and usually I'll go ahead and reply. Try to reply quickly. I got a couple of emails over the weekend. I haven't really replied to much of them just because I've been super busy uh, over the past week. But uh, those emails that I do get, I try to always reply as soon as possible. Um, so, yeah, today we're going to be talking about I'm actually going to be asking the question, uh, is Pokemon X and Y dropping hints at a Ruby and Sapphire remake? And I'm going to be giving my seven reasons um, why I think that there might be a Pokemon Ruby and Sapphire remake. We'll also be talking about the Pokemon Bank and the Pokemon Transporter, uh, as well as a weird um, glitch or bug in the game. Uh, and then the Pokemon of the episode, then emails, and then we're going to be going. So, again, for um, all the links to everything that we talk about today, all the show notes, uh, including the video that I'm going to uh, uh, mention later on, go to pokedexradio.com slash 58. Okay, so, uh, first of all, Pokemon X and Y came out. How are you guys liking it? I'm enjoying the game so much. It is just... I, I I think uh, who was it? I think it was Owen from the Facebook and also from uh, from Twitter. Um, I think I might have read an email of his last week as well. But anyways, um, uh, a listener named Owen emailed me. Um, I'm sorry, he tweeted at me, and he was like, "So," and a couple of his uh, I guess his friends or whatever, and he was like, "So, you know, how do you like the game?" And I replied back, you know, I almost cried as I started playing the game, uh, and I mean, I I kid, but I mean seriously, like the game, the opening of the game is just so good. Just the opening scene where uh, uh, Professor Augustine Sycamore, he like, sh- you know, kind of like shows you like this like mural of like artwork and Pokemon. And like, I, I get it now uh, before when I think it was um, um, uh, Junichi Masuda was like, you know, the or I think I forgot who it was. Um, I think it was Junichi Masuda who was who, t- who said that the Pokemon games were supposed to be about beauty. And how how the how the word Kalos um, in in ancient Greek means beauty, and I get it; it makes sense. You know, this game is the obviously it's it's no like PC game or anything like that, or you know Xbox or PlayStation game where you can see the graphics and it's it's so vivid and 
but compared to any other Pokemon game, this is so, I mean, I have no other word to say than it's, it's a very beautiful game. The, you know, the backdrops of everything, the cities, the, the, the people walking around and everything, they're actually moving. We have diagonal movement, which is awesome. You know, and all these extra things, the game is just a beautiful work of art. It really is. Um, I'm actually right now currently playing through Pokemon X, um, at the moment, at least as of this recording, which I'm recording on Wednesday, even though I released the episodes on Thursdays, um, I only have one badge. I just went through like that Zubat cave thing. And honestly, and I'll be honest, and I probably shouldn't say this, but I'll be honest. It took me forever to figure out where the city was right outside of that Zubat cave because I forgot to go. I, I just wasn't going, you know, south or down enough for some reason. Um, and I was like walking in circles, but it was a good thing because I actually missed picking up HM uh, HM one cut. Um, but anyways, and I only have, uh, it's surprising. There's like so much to do in the game after you get, uh, be- even before and after you get your first badge, I'm already like seven hours into the game cause I'm taking my time kind of, and I only have one badge, you know, hopefully the game, you know, takes a while. I wouldn't mind that. Uh, but hopefully it doesn't get, you know, I haven't played through the game. Those of you who have already finished the game you know, good for you, but I just haven't gone through that far because I'm kind of busy and stuff and I'm, you know, trying to make time to play the game, but I've only gotten one badge and I I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm going through the game way too slow, but anyways, um, so first let's go ahead and just talk about really quickly, um, this weird, uh, save glitch because some people have, uh, you know, encountered this glitch. There's been videos, there's been articles, uh, one article that I linked to, uh, in the show notes is to um, uh, the Escapist, uh, Escapist magazine, um, where they actually put out an article, which is good. You know, at least it's, there's being some light uh, being brought to uh, this this topic. Uh, simply that, you know, there are many there are many people, videos, and and just like sites on the internet who have been talking about this save bug. If you're in uh, Lumois City or Lumois City, however you want to pronounce it, or Lumois City. Um, if you're in that city, if you're on the outskirts of the city, meaning on the uh, on the very um, the uh, the streets that surround the edges of the city, and if you save your game, regardless of how far you are in your game, for some reason, many of these games have a bug, and will uh, once you 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 know you save your game, you turn it off, whatever, you come back to load up your game. For some reason, you will not be able to continue. Everything will be frozen. You can't move. You can't you know open up your menu, your Pokemon, your Pokedex, your um, nothing. You can't do anything. It will be absolutely frozen. Uh, so far, there's no known um, patch for it uh, in the upcoming future, as far as I've seen. Uh, so the only way around this is to completely restart your game. And that's very unfortunate, especially for those of you who finished your game and find, found out this glitch. You know, you got your eight badges, you beat the Elite Four, you did all the good stuff. You know, you're in the, in the post game now. Now, what do you do when you're stuck? You know, and I, and I feel really bad for those, uh, for those people who have had this happen to them. You know, this is both affecting the, uh, downloadable version of the game, uh, the digital version and the physical version of the game. Unfortunately, it's for both. So those of, those of you who have, uh, encountered this glitch, I would really like to know more about it. Uh, other than the fact that, you know, you would have to restart your game completely, start over a new game. That's the only way to get around it. Uh, so far, I mean, if there's any news that says, you know, Hey, you know, there's, there's a fix that would be awesome to, to see a fix in the upcoming future. But at the current moment, there's none. Um, so unfortunately we're going to have to kind of deal, uh, with, 
you know, not really having anything, you know, having to, uh, uh, how do you say, have to restart your game. So anyways, um, all right. Yeah. Let's get into our next topic right after this. So if you're looking to shop on Amazon for video games and Pokemon merchandise, instead of going straight through Amazon, you should visit my Amazon store at pokedexradio.com slash store. Now here I have compiled many different games, consoles, uh, the Pokemon movies, and I'm always adding more stuff. Now using my store will help support the podcast and won't cost you anything more than you would normally do when you shop on Amazon. Now you shop on Amazon to buy things all the time anyway, so... Why not just go through my store and help me out a little bit with some of the hosting and everything? You know, I get a, I do get a little bit of a cut, and I would really appreciate it if you go to pokedexradio.com slash store and purchase something from the Pokedex Radio store. So now let's get into our main topic here uh, of the idea that I have that I really think, and I've seen also articles around as well, that there really might be a um, a remake for the Pokemon Ruby and Sapphire games. And I'm giving my seven reasons as to why I think that. Um, first of all, right off the bat, and I mentioned this before, the Torchic distribution event over Wi-Fi. Um, I actually forgot about the event when I got the games and I went into Mystery Gift and I downloaded the Torchic, even though I had forgotten about it. But why Torchic? Why is Torchic? You know, Torchic was also the very first um, mega evolution that we that we saw. Okay, first mega evolution, Blaziken. You know, uh, you know, Mega Blaziken, uh, the Mega Stone Blazikenite, or uh, yeah, Bla- uh, Blazikenite, whatever it's called. Yeah, um, the distribution for it, you know, was only available for a short period of time to get a generation three starter Pokemon. Why is Torchic the poster child for the mega evolutions? Why is it a downloadable event? I mean, yeah, it's nice, you know, getting a starter Pokemon, but why so specifically a gen three starter? Um, I get it. Cause we, we just recently had gen two, you know, uh, heart gold and soul silver come back. Not recently, but you know, those Pokemon are available to transfer, you know, via the, you know, Poketransporter and Pokemon Bank, which we'll talk about later. Those Pokemon are available right now to transfer up. Yeah, you know, Gen 3 was only for the Game Boy Advance so far. And if you don't have a Game Boy Advance, you know, or at least an old DS to transfer them up into your Gen 2 games, then trade them over and then transfer them again. And then it's just a huge process. And I get it that we can have... um uh, the Gen 3 starters, or at least a Torchic for now. But still, uh, why is it a Generation 3 starter Pokemon as the poster child? That is, uh, you know, that is my first reason, you know, my first, you know, yeah, reason for the fact that I think that there might be a Ruby and Sapphire remake. Reason number two, uh, well, well, my next six reasons really are all based off of uh, Pokemon X and Y, uh, at least so far of what I've played through the game and also one thing that uh, I found online. Uh, first of all, I realized, okay, and if you haven't played the game, you know, I'm sorry, but I mean, there's, there's not going to really be spoilers, but I'm just going to talk about areas in the game. All of these, at least most of these come from the Parfum Palace. Okay. The palace with like all the nice stuff. And there's like the giant like garden in the back. Okay. The Parfum Palace. 
uh, there's an old man in the Parfum Palace that talks about, you know, it would be really nice if there was a hot spring just like there was, you know, back in my town. There was a hot spring next to a Pokemon Center. I read that and I was like, wait a minute. You know, hot spring next to a Pokemon Center. If you've played any of the other Pokemon games, there is only one area, at least that I can think of, that there is a hot spring directly next to a Pokemon Center. Yes, there's a hot spring in the Sevi Islands, but not directly next to a Pokemon Center. The only other place that there is a hot spring is in Lava Ridge Town. Lava Ridge Town is in the Hoenn region. All right. Okay. That was reason number two. This, uh, this old man that says that in the, about, um, says that in the Parfum Palace. He mentions the hot spring. He doesn't directly mention Lava Ridge Town, but he just says, you know, back where I come from, this happened. Okay. The second person, um, who mentions this, they're also in the Parfum Palace. Uh, there's actually two people in this next reason, even though I'm splitting them up to three and four. Uh, the third reason is um, there's an old couple. First is the lady I'm going to talk about. Uh, she's also in the Parfum Palace, and she talks about the Oceanic Museum from Slateport City. She mentions it because I guess she's, you know, taking a tour through the Parfum Palace or whatever. I mean, they're both sitting there. And she mentions that her and her husband, who I'm going to mention in a second, I'm going to talk about in a second, her and her husband had their very first date in the Oceanic Museum. Where is the Oceanic Museum? Slateport City. Where is Slateport City? The Hoenn region. That was my third reason. Reason number four, um, same couple. This time you talk to the uh, the old man, though. Talk to him, and he says, um, again, he's in the Parfum Palace. He talks about different wedding anniversary jewels. He mentions that the ruby is um, something you should buy for your significant other for the, for your 40th wedding anniversary. And for the 45th wedding anniversary, you're supposed to buy that person a sapphire. Okay. Just similar to like the 25th anniversary is silver, a 50th anniversary is gold in, in, in that sense. You know, usually if you're at a company for 50 years or whatever, they give you, they buy you like a gold watch or whatever or something like that. So, he mentions a ruby and a sapphire. Uh, I mean, if there's anything else pointing to Pokemon Ruby and Pokemon Sapphire, it has to be some of these things. I mean, obviously. Um, so that was reason number four. Reason number five, uh, I don't know the name of the sprite. He has a giant backpack. I don't know if I should call him a hiker or a backpacker because I just can't remember as I was typing up my show notes and I don't feel like pulling out my DS to uh, to figure it out. So I'm going to call him a backpacker. Um, it's a guy with a giant yellow backpack, really. Um, also in the Parfum Palace, okay, and he says that he is from the Hoenn region, and he he tries to like he's about to explain it to you, and he's like, ah, oh, don't worry about it, you will see it in due time. What do you mean you will see it in due time? This amazing region, the Hoenn region, you will see it in due time. What is that supposed to mean? You know, all this Pokemon innuendo here, like, come on. All right, that was reason number five. Reason number six, and I haven't actually seen this one physically because, I, again, I haven't gotten that far into the game. I saw it in a screen cap. Uh, it was not really a screen cap. It was like, you know, cell phone picture of a, of a 3DS. But anyways, um, there was a little girl, and I don't exactly know where in the um, the uh, Kalos region this is. I don't know what city it's in or anything, but there was a, a little girl. Um, you go inside, it's inside of a house. You go in, there's her dad standing there and there's a, uh, there's a little girl like sitting in the kitchen and she mentions that her uncle is from the Hoenn region. So right there, another obvious mention of the Hoenn region. 
That was reason number six. Reason number seven is more of like a personal, you know, uh, observation that I've seen. Um, there are a lot of Generation Three Pokemon roaming around the Kalos region. I mean, first of all, I mean, I didn't really think about it until I got to, and I forgot what this you know, huge like battle arena place where there's like three artists in a row. They all have uh, Smeargles. Okay, Smeargle is a Gen Three Pokemon. I think. No, I'm sorry. Do I take that? I'm taking that back. Actually, I have more reasons than this. It's actually got to do with our Pokemon of the episode. I just have to figure out what generation Smeargle is from. That was like my really Smeargle. Um, Cerebi. Give me a second. Two thirty-five. Okay, I take that back. Not Smeargle. Um, but one thing I did want to mention. <laughs> I feel dumb, but anyways, one thing I did want to mention. Uh, the fact that. Um, yeah, there are a lot of Gen 3 Pokemon. You see Ralts right off the bat. Uh, Ralts is now a fairy slash psychic type Pokemon, which is really interesting. Um, okay, Ralts, Gardevoir, and then whatever the one was in between, I forgot. Uh, but it's a, it's a fairy, uh, psychic type. You see Ralts right off the bat. You see, um, a ton of other Gen 3 Pokemon, including, uh, Spoink. The only other place that, that I can think of finding Spoink is in the um, uh, next to Lava Ridge Town in the Hoenn region, where there's a lot of like uh, soot and ash falling from the sky because of the um, volcano. Obviously, that was the only other place that I ever remember seeing a Spoink. And as soon as I saw a Spoink over here, um, right outside that Zubat Cave thing, before you get to the town that starts with an A, I can't think of it off the top of my head right now. But I'm seeing this. I'm like, okay, here's another Gen Three Pokemon. We have the Torchic. We have uh, uh, an, okay. Another reason uh, by the uh, breeding area, the daycare uh, by the daycare in the Hoenn region. If you go near the daycare, there's a couple of areas of grass. The main Pokemon you find there are Illumise, um, Volbeat, and I think one other. I can't think of the other one. Um, but those are a couple of the main Pokemon you find, and that's really the only area that, that you can find Illumise and Volbeat. Next to the daycare in the Kalos region, in the grass there, where do you, what do you find most of the time? I kept running into Illumise and Volbeat. I don't know. I feel like these are a lot of, and that was my seventh reason. Uh, forget the Smeargle thing. I feel dumb even mentioning that, uh, even though Smeargle is a Gen 2 Pokemon. Yes? No, no, no. I, let me look that up. Because I really haven't, no, because 250, it was 235, so yeah, 251 is still Gen 2. Okay, so yeah. Um, putting aside Smeargle, even though I think there should be a remake of Gen 1, 2, and 3 for the 2DS. Um, I mean, obviously Black White is, um, what's Gen 4? Uh, black and White, I think so. No, this is Gen 6 we're in. I'm sorry, I've been studying for this test I have to take at work all day, so I'm not in the Pokemon mindset at the moment. But a lot of these things, I feel, are pointing towards a, a Hoenn region remake. If not Ruby and Sapphire, at least one game, uh, you know, Emerald. Uh, because this is the one region, I've mentioned this before, Hoenn is now what is considered before as the lost region. The only region before that was ever considered the lost region was Johto. The Johto region was not remade until Generation 4. 
Uh, we had Generation 1 is the Kanto region, um, red, blue, yellow. We had Generation 2, uh, gold, silver, crystal. We did not see a remake of gold and silver until Gen 4. We had a remake of Gen 1 and Gen, in, in Gen 3, uh, fire and leaf green. So it's time. It's, it's even, even like the guy, the backpacker says it. We will see it in due time. I feel next year sometime we will see a generation three remake. We have to, there are no other places that we can find a lot of these, uh, legendaries in, uh, gen three in gen, uh, I'm sorry, in, uh, in gen four, in gen five, in gen six. Now, uh, the lore, the mythos, the mythology, you want to put it that way, uh, of, the generation three region is going to the wayside. I mean, the fact that, uh, Kyogre, you know, carved out the oceans, Groudon raised the earth and Rayquaza came to quell them. And then everything was like hunky dory afterwards. I mean, that, that legend is like gone to the wayside. Now we have to bring it back. You know, we have the Mew, we have the Mewtwo thing Gen one brought back, which I think I feel mostly because of my emails that I've received brought back a lot of, older Pokemon players back to the game. And I'll read an email uh, from somebody that mentions that. So Gen 3 needs to come back. It's It's been 10 years. Bring it back. So that was really it um, for uh, the main topic of my seven reasons. I don't want to say my top seven reasons, but those are just seven reasons I can think of at the moment um, that I feel that there might be a Pokemon Ruby and Sapphire remake. I'm going to list them off again. Um, the Torchic distribution via Wi-Fi. I mean, if anything is pointing towards a Gen 3 remake, it is that, hands down. Um, the old man in the Parfum Palace who mentions the hot spring from Lava Ridge Town. Um, uh, the couple from the uh, from also in the Parfum Palace. First was the lady who mentions the Oceanic Museum in Slateport City. Then uh, her husband, uh, the man also in the Parfum Palace, who mentions that Ruby, a ruby, the jewel, a ruby, is a 40th anniversary wedding gift, and the jewel, sapphire, is a 45th anniversary wedding gift. Uh, the backpacker, again, in the Parfum Palace, who mentions that he is from the Hoenn region, and that, um, you know, I'm not going to explain it to you, because you will see it in due time, you know. Uh, the little girl that mentions that her uncle is from the Hoenn region, and then the fact that there are so many Generation 3 Pokemon, as far as I've been through in the Kalos region. I'm only into, uh, just past the Zubat cave thing. Uh, surprisingly, not that many Zubats in there. I see mostly Gulpin and, um, Whismers, not that many Zubats. Anyways, uh, the fact that there is a, there again, Gulpin Whismer in the Zubat cave, tons of generation three Pokemon. Come on. There has to be a remake or some sort of something that'll bring these games, uh, this region back to us. Um, so again, those are my seven reasons uh, for ha- for I feel that there should be a Generation Three remake, remake sometime soon, possibly in the next year, um, maybe year and a half. Who knows when they're going to do it? But that's why I feel that there should be or will be a Generation Three remake. But that is it for the main topic today. Let's get into some more, a little bit more news, and then afterwards into the Pokemon of the episode. So 
Also, for listeners of the Pokedex Radio podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download along with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash pokedexradio. Again, that is audibletrial.com slash pokedexradio for your free audiobook and your opportunity to support the show for free. They have over 100,000 titles to choose from. You know, from, you know, fiction, nonfiction, autobiographies. They have tons of different books that you can download and listen to. Uh, even books about video games like World of Warcraft and things like that. Like, tons of different books. Go ahead and check it out. Again, audibletrial.com slash Radio to download your free audiobook today. So like I mentioned before, let's go ahead and talk about the Pokemon Bank thing. Okay, so the Pokemon Bank, uh, I mentioned it before, but kind of just my speculations to it. Here we have conf- uh, confirmed it will be in the Nintendo eShop on December 27th. So we still have some time uh, to go ahead and get things situated within our Pokemon games to move all of our stuff from Gen 4 to Gen 5. And then go ahead and transferring it with um, with uh, the Pokemon uh, Poke Transporter thing, but it will be arriving in the Nintendo eShop on December twenty seventh at uh, four nine um, at four ninety nine per year. But you do get a free thirty day trial um, before having to actually subscribe to the Pokemon Bank service. So thirty days is. I feel more than enough time as long as they don't give you as long as they don't give us like, you know, these weird like limits of, you know, you can only transfer this many Pokemon per day, which I think is just dumb um, like they did before. But uh, we have a couple of months now, at least um, at least two months before we can go ahead and transfer all of our stuff to our Gen 5 games, black, white, black two or white two. Um, uh, then we can go ahead and download uh, this Nintendo 2DS uh, or, or 3DS. Um, it's a 3DS app, but it's for also the 2DS uh, from the Nintendo eShop. Again, you download it for free and you have a free 30-day trial for it to transfer all of your Pokemon into this bank. The bank holds up to 3,000 Pokemon. There's a ton of Pokemon. Um, so uh, again, if you download it before January 31st, 2014, you will get a free 30-day trial for it. Um, anytime after that, you will have to pay the yearly subscription subscription, but it's only five bucks a year, four ninety nine four ninety nine per year. You know, you can hook that up to your PayPal and never worry about it again. You know, and I don't, I'm not going to gripe about it being five dollars a year. Like I pay for other stuff that's more than that. You know, my cell phone service is a lot of money. So, um, you know, four to five dollars a year for them to keep it up and for them to do their, you know, their server maintenance and all that stuff. And plus, I'm sure it's not that big of a deal. I mean. I'm sure maybe a couple hundred terabytes would suffice for the world, you know, so, and plus they know exactly how many Pokemon games are going out so they can kind of predict uh, things like that of how much they're going to need and all that good stuff. So I think that that is definitely a good thing. This Pokemon bank and the Pokemon transporter uh, is a bundled, it's bundled with the Pokemon bank. So you don't need to pay twice for something. Uh, So you just buy the Pokemon bank. It's bundled with Pokemon transporter. So then you can transport your Pokemon from gen five into the bank and then as long as you register uh either your pokemon x or pokemon y or both you get to go ahead and transfer them back and forth as you please uh, between the bank and your x and y games 
But one warning, once you transfer your Pokemon into the Pokemon bank from Gen 5, you can never return them back. That is the one little caveat. But uh, those of you who've played Pokemon in the past, you've you've experienced this already. So I, there's really no uh, no I no need to warn anybody for it. You know, once the new Pokemon games comes out, you know you just move all your stuff over. You know that's just, that's just always how it's been, unless you can't for some reason like between Gen two and Gen three again, which is why they need to make a Gen three. Um, but yeah, so again. Uh, the Pokemon Bank will be arriving in the Nintendo eShop on December 27th. Uh, you get a free 30-day trial if you download before January 31st of 2000, uh, 2014. Um, and then afterwards, it's 4 dollars a year. So now let's get into the Pokemon of the episode. Who's that Pokemon? <laughs> I was kind of late on that. Anyways, um, forgot to turn up the volume there. About the Pokemon of the episode... Uh, this week is Pokemon number 326, uh, Grumpig. Uh, Grumpig is the manipulate Pokemon. He is psychic type, or it is psychic type. Um, you can find him in the wild at a 50-50 male-to-female ratio, um, but unfortunately you can't find them in the wild in Pokemon X and Y. Um, in, let's see, psychic type, uh, it has a height of... Where's its height? I'm going to point right now. Okay, it has a height of 2 feet 11 inches. It weighs 157.6 pounds, so it's it's a pig. It's going to be a big kind of Pokemon. It's going to be a fat Pokemon. Um, it has three different abilities that it can uh, could have. Um, either Thick Fat, which is Fire and Ice type moves, deal 50% damage to this Pokemon, which is pretty good. And the second ability it could have is Own Tempo. Uh, the Pokemon cannot be confused while having this ability. Uh, or its hidden ability, which is gluttony. Um, a held berry is eaten earlier than usual when its HP is low. So, pretty cool there. Again, like I mentioned, uh, Grumpig evolves from the Pokemon Spoink at level 32. So, it uh, it takes a while for it to evolve, but, I mean, I think 32 is at, is at, a, at a decent level. Um, you, can, uh, you cannot find Grumpig, like I said, in the Pokemon X and Y games in the wild. Uh, but you can find Spoink on Route 8. And um, that's the reason why... That's, that's that's one of my reasons why I think there should be a Gen um, 3 remake. Because on Route 8, you're in the mountainous region. You know, that's where I found... Uh, you know, I saw Spoink. It reminded me of um, right outside of Lava Ridge Town. I mean, just so many things pointing to a, a Gen 3 remake. It just has to happen. But anyways, um, Spoink is actually classified as the Bounce Pokemon. Um interesting uh, well it, i guess it gains psychic power more psychic uh you know powers as it evolves uh, because spoink is a giant spring on, uh, underneath a pig so um so yeah let's see you can find grumpig in actually you can find it in black and white uh i'm sorry in um you can't find it in black and white or white too but you can or x and y but you can find grumpig in black too in the reversal mountain and let me see here where you can actually find Spoink. Uh, obviously, on in Gen 6, in X and Y, you can find it on Route 8. Uh, you can find it in uh, Black 2, also in Reversal Mountain. So, Reversal Mountain, if you still have Gen 5, you can find Spoink there. Uh, but if not, if you have X and Y, on Route 8. Uh, let's see, Grumpig's base stats, HP 80. Attack 45, Defense 65, Special Attack 90, Special Defense 110, 
and speed of 80. Um, actually, it's a lot faster than I expected it to be. Um, and obviously, a special attack is extremely high at 90, which is very, very good. Uh, HP is also a lot higher than I expected it to be as well. But overall, it seems like a pretty decent, you know, in-game Pokemon. And I know there are many people who are like, you know, don't say that all Pokemon are good in-game because sometimes they're just not there. Uh, they're just not good for anything Pokemon, you know. A lot of them are just kind of Pokedex fillers. You know, I I I'd completely disagree with that. All Pokemon have a use. Like, I take it from the, the you know, the Yu-Gi-Oh! you know, mindset where, you know, my grandfather's deck has no useless cards, Kaiba, you know, I take that mindset when it comes to Pokemon as well. Um, honestly, all Pokemon are good. I feel regardless of, you know, how bad you think they are, how ugly they are, whatever Dunsparce, um, Dunsparce, Dunsparce don't like Dunsparce, but it does have a place somewhere. Um, honestly, all Pokemon are good. Grumpig seems like pretty decent Pokemon, honestly. That is it for the Pokemon of the episode. Again, Pokemon number 326, Grumpig. So that is really just about it for the Pokemon of the episode today. i uh, got a couple of things. Actually, no, it's not. Stop it. I, I didn't mean to say that. Emails. We have tons of emails today. Um, uh, I don't want to say tons, but it's one, two, three, four, five, six. I'll probably, I'm probably only going to read probably like three of them. Uh, the first email here is from... Jason, I think I read one of Jason's emails last episode as well. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, Jason says, hey, man, I was just listening to your newest podcast, meaning last episode, uh, when you were talking about um, uh, Lee Vanny and uh, how that you're not much into competitive play. Uh, I haven't either because it takes too much time and it can get a bit too intense. Uh, but anyways, it reminded me of an idea I had about competitive play uh, that, it w- that it wouldn't demand um, as much time and would give most all Pokemon a chance to shine, just like I was saying, uh, so you wouldn't uh, get some crazy power teams uh, that you would always see over and over again. Uh, I was thinking of uh, a Root League or Route League, however you want to pronounce it, you know, like Route 8, 1, 2, 3, whatever. Route League would be fun, where you can only use Pokemon from a particular route to battle. Uh, I don't know if you would uh, have a level max or evolution limit, but I really like the idea of being able to use a Pokemon that wouldn't normally get a shot at uh, at the spotlight. Uh, it would just make the competition based uh, on team slash move build and hang on. Sorry, I mean, it's really small text and I'm kind of blind. Um, it would just make the competition based on team uh, team slash move build and the talents of the trainer. Uh, since everyone would make uh, would have an equal chance to compete, it would make the league that much more appealing. Uh, anyways, I thought that was an interesting idea um, and that I would be interested in. And also, as far as the first Pokemon movie being $100, it's $100 on Amazon. But he he says something here. Um, if you click on the compare prices button on Amazon, there's a bunch of other options to buy it at regular price. Uh, that's the Amazon Prime price. Um, I almost flipped my lid at that price until I did a bit of more researching around. Anyways, I hope we can get some trading and battling going on with Pokedex radio listeners when Pokemon X and Y comes out. Thank you so much, Jason, for your email. And yes, that is actually a really cool idea, like a route like leak, where this this goes into my idea of all Pokemon are worth it one way or another, regardless of how bad Dunsparce you think Pokemon are. Dunsparce. Um, so yeah, any Pokemon from like, okay, we're going to get all these Pokemon from Route 2 and we're going to, you know, grab a team of however many Pokemon are actually available on Route 2 and X and Y. You know, I guess there's like five Pokemon. There's Pidgey. There's the 
that other new bird one, which is an awesome Pokemon, by the way. I've been using mine. Um, that new bug thing, uh, Spoopa, or whatever it's called, or the, the one below that. And just like a couple of Pokemon from this route, uh, and you're going to go ahead and battle uh, with those Pokemon only. No, you know, overpowered Pokemon, you know, no legendaries or anything crazy like that. I think that's a really cool idea. So we'll see if probably we can get something like that set up sometime soon with Pokedex Radio. Honestly, right now, I don't have a lot of time. Right now, I'm actually cutting it to the wire because I have to go to work soon. Um, but yeah, that's actually a really cool idea, Jason. Maybe uh, we can go ahead and get some other people who listen to the Pokedex Radio to uh, maybe help me out and go ahead and you know organize a some sort of like Pokedex Radio tournament kind of thing going on. And we can have one maybe, you know, holiday season's coming up soon. That would be kind of interesting. Maybe we can put in some sort of prizes or something like that. That would be really cool. And also to um, to your point of the fact that they am um, on Pokemon uh, on Pokemon on Amazon, um, I noticed that I mentioned in the last episode that Pokemon uh, the first movie, the second movie, and the third movie are all at ridiculous prices. Uh, if you click on the if you click on the thing through my store, it'll show them at the ridiculous prices. But if you go and do a little bit more research through Amazon, so click on it through my store. And then it'll ask you to like compare prices or whatever, and there will show them at more reasonable prices. Um, usually brand new. Even the first Pokemon movie that I saw was still, you know, you know, 40, 50 bucks. Uh, or if you can buy it or if you want to buy it used, they're at cheaper prices. And the VHS ones are extremely inexpensive as well. So, yeah, go ahead and check that out as well. I'm sorry that on my store shows a ton of, you know, really expensive. But that's just uh, there's no way I can change it on my store. Like I tried putting it putting it at a lower price. Uh, but there's really nothing I can do because it's through Amazon and that's the price that they want to uh, advertise it at. Uh, but again, thank you, Jason, for your email. Uh, next email here. I'm going to read actually all of them because we have a little bit of time here. Uh, first one is from uh, the next one is from Brandon. Uh, Brandon says, uh, hi, hi, hello, my name is Brandon. I'm 24 years old and I've only played red, blue and yellow when I was younger. Uh, I heard X and Y was coming out and I got a little interested. So I started looking for Pokemon um, podcast to listen to while I was at work. I found Pokedex radio and had to listen uh, to the past couple of episodes. Hearing you talk about Pokemon and the excitement and passion you have while talking about it has made me super ready to get back into the Pokemon world. And I've just pre-ordered Pokemon X and you're doing a great job. Keep up the good work and you have my vote for the podcast awards. Thank you, Brandon, for your email. Yeah, it's, you're 24. You're just a little bit older than me. I'm about to turn 24. Um, yeah, Pokemon X and Y. There's such an you know a nostalgia kick, especially when you get you know one of the first Kanto starters. You know, right uh, right towards the beginning of uh, the X and Y game. Like, like I said at the beginning of the episode, turning on this game just like it threw me back to when I was eight years old again, playing Pokemon Red Blue Red. Uh, actually, Blue, and then I got Red and then Yellow. But it threw me all the way back to those first times. It was like I was, you know, eight years old again. It was awesome. You know, I I, I shed a tear. Kind of, not really. Um, but kind of. But again, thank you, Brandon, for your email. And uh, I'll mention the podcast awards thing in a minute, though. Uh, let's see, another uh, email from Jason. That was a reply. Let's see. Let's go with John. John, uh, this is in reference to uh, the podcast awards thing and also just kind of stroking my own ego, but thank you, John, for your email as well. So let's go ahead and read it. Uh, after your last podcast, I feel I'm obligated. 
I feel obligated to let you know how impressive your podcast is. For a one-man podcast, Pokedex Radio is extremely well-produced. Uh, I found the, po- uh, the podcast recently while foaming at the, mouth, at the mouth for Pokemon X and Y and browsing iTunes for Pokemon-related podcasts. Uh, you have a good thing going, don't give up, and keep that same professionalism that seems to be a staple of your show. Uh, I voted for you under the ranking of best produced at, pod- uh, at the podcast awards. Listening to back episodes, I feel you've earned it. In my opinion, I'm going to laugh. In my opinion, in my opinion, Pokedex Radio is the NPR of Pokemon. Pleasant, informative, and easy and easy listening. I also reserved uh, the Pokemon X and Y guide through your storefront. Hope it helps. Uh, yes, John, that really does help. And again, thank you for your email. And I think I replied to John. I got to make sure I replied. But anyways, um, I read the line. The Pokedex Radio podcast is the NPR of Pokemon, and that just made me laugh. I mean, not in a bad way. I took I take it as you know the biggest compliment ever. You know, being compared to NPR, you know, uh, but at the same time, it's just you know, yes, I try to have that professionalism. You know, I don't want to be like the, you know, and no offense to any other Pokemon podcast out there. You know, everybody, you know, you want to express your love about Pokemon, you do it in the way you want to do it. You know, I get it. This is the way I do it. As you know, news, professional, kind of, you know, straightforward, you know, just me kind of thing. Other people have it when they're all like goofy and, you know, joking around and certain episodes, there's like five minutes of, you know, nothing and somebody's talking on the phone with their mom and stuff like that. It's really annoying. No offense to those of you who know what I'm talking about or know who I'm talking about. Um, but even those podcasts in their own right, they become better because um, sometimes other people, you know, certain podcasters just don't care. You know, not, not that there's anything wrong with the the podcast or the person, but it's just, you know, their way of doing podcasting. And I get, you know, sometimes things get in the way. I didn't do Pokedex radio for two years. Stuff got in the way. I'm sorry. But, you know, I do try to keep it as professional as possible, even like with the equipment I'm using. Like, dude, I'm sitting here like in a studio in my living room. Like, come on. Anyways, but again, thank you, John, for your email and thank you for your vote in the podcast awards. And uh, again, we're going to talk about podcast awards in a minute. Um, got an email from George. I haven't heard I haven't heard from this guy in forever. George, nice to have you email back again. Um, he says, hi, Austin. This is George. I'm not sure if you remember me. It's certainly been a while. Um, but regardless, it's good to hear the podcast again. I've been meaning to email uh, email you for a while, but I haven't really had time. Sorry. Um, but having listening, uh, having listened to the most recent episode, I felt the need to send this on the topic of movies. I, uh, oh, anyways, yeah, let's go skip past that part. Um, uh, I really enjoy listening to the podcast and I'm going to, uh, go and nominate you for the podcast awards right now. First of all, thank you, George, for sending an email after, I mean, I haven't heard from you in forever, man. So yeah, you know, thanks for sending out the email and, um, and, uh, yeah, thank you for your email. Um, good to hear from you again, man. So, Okay. Um, so that was it. And I've gotten a, quite a few emails asking for my friend code. If I haven't replied to you, I'm sorry. I'm been a little bit busy. So I've been trying to uh, reply to as many people as possible. I need to go ahead and give my friend code, uh, to just, you know, few of my normal, you know, physical in-person friends that I see on a, you know, relatively daily basis. Um, my friend Renee that I work with, I'm probably gonna give my friend code, dude, if you're listening to this and I haven't given my friend code yet, text me. Um, but anyways, I got to give it to a few people. I know I got to uh, give my uh, friend code to Lex. I haven't given him mine yet. Owen, 
I got your email. I'm sorry. I haven't emailed you back yet. I'm probably going to email you after this because I got to figure out my 2DS friend code thing. I don't know how to set that up. Uh, I'm still new to the 2DS, whatever. Uh, uh, King of the Magikarp, I'll go ahead and I'll try to email you with mine. Don't worry about it. And as far as um, you mentioned um, the Pokemon Safari thing, I'm not sure how that works, but give me a little bit to figure that out and I will email you back about it. Um, but that's uh, that's pretty much all the emails uh, for now. Let's, uh, let me talk about the uh, podcast awards for a minute. Uh, the nominations are over. They finished on Tuesday, October 15th. The nominations are done. Uh, the voting doesn't start until, I believe, the early November, probably on the 1st. Uh, at the current moment, I don't know if we made it into the nominations, but those of you who did vote uh, for the Pokedex Radio podcast, uh, either for gaming or best produced or both gaming and best produced, I do want to thank all of you for your support, for your um, for your nominations, and I, I really do want to thank all of you for that just a thousand times. Uh, seeing all the emails, people telling me, you know, good luck in the podcast awards, we're going to nominate you for this. I mean, I know there are hundreds of other podcasts and you know a handful of other pokemon podcasts as well um you know i'm just gonna say you know good luck to everybody i'm not gonna you know i'm not gonna be a sore loser about it but it did give us you know definite a lot of especially with the new pokemon x and y games coming out at around the exact same time it did give us a lot of exposure uh with me tweeting it out and stuff like that putting the hashtag pca13 podcast awards 2013 um I've noticed we us getting uh, noticed the podcast getting a lot more downloads uh, than usual already through this month. Um, we've uh, already hit our normal monthly, you know, average of downloads, and it's all, it's not even halfway through the month yet. And we we're pretty much hopefully I'm going to see at the end of the month double of what we've gotten the past three months, you know, respectively each month. You know, I've noticed we've we're getting much more exposure, and I feel it's not only because of the Pokemon X and Y, because of you coming and searching for you know, uh, Pokemon information to listen to, to read whatever on iTunes or just doing a quick Google search. And I actually have something to talk about, uh, about Google in a minute. Um, but, uh, everything, I, I really do appreciate all of your nominations, all of your support and help, including when, when you go ahead and buy something from the Amazon store. Uh, I really do appreciate that, um, through the purchases of Pokemon X and Y of the Amazon store and of your uh, extra items that you purchase, you know, while you're purchasing stuff. If you just click through my store and go to Amazon and buy anything there, regardless if it's on my store or not, I still do get a small cut from that. As long as you buy it, you know, within, you know, I think it's a three day period or something like that. Uh, but if, uh, but just usually if you're going to go to Amazon, just click through my store really fast and just search for whatever you want. And it'll still give me, um, a kickback. And I, and I really do appreciate those of you who have done that, uh, by purchasing stuff through the Amazon store, I was able to pay for my media hosting this month. And I mean, it's not a lot of money, I I think, and I'll be transparent. I think we only made like 13 bucks so far this month off of, uh, pre-orders for X and Y and a couple of other things, but I paid for my hosting, at least most of it, you know, like I didn't really have to dig into my pockets for that this month. Like I really, that is awesome. Thank you, uh, to all of you trainers who have done that. And uh, also, if you guys go ahead and, and use the Audible trial thing, that will help tremendously. Again, audibletrial.com slash Pokedex Radio. That will help even more than the Amazon thing. You know, do both if you can. I would really appreciate it. But if you guys go ahead and sign up for a, three, a free 30-day trial for, that, uh, for, um, for Audible and the audiobooks, again, audibletrial.com slash Pokedex Radio. 
And that will help me more than you realize. Like, I'm not trying to sit here and beg or anything, but like that would honestly be a gigantic help if, you know, two people a month subscribe to Audible Trial, uh, the Audible program thing, through my affiliate link, audibletrial.com slash Radio. That'll help me for the entire month with hosting, media web hosting, you know, and have, you know, a couple of dollars left over uh, to then put back into my equipment. You know, that would be so much of a help if you guys went ahead and did that. But I really do appreciate everyone's support um, over these past few weeks and over these past few years. Those of you who've stuck around all this time um, uh, for the Pokedex Radio podcast. I mean, there's really nothing more I can say than thank you, you know, but uh, also thank you everyone for your emails. Uh, Thank you for downloading and listening today. Um, those of you who, okay, let's get back to Pokemon stuff. Those of you who have not in the U S who have not gotten your shiny Garatina yet, it ends this weekend. It ends on Sunday, October 20th. If you haven't gotten your shiny Garatina yet, go and get it. If you've purchased Pokemon X or Y or both, don't forget to get your shiny, um, um, Torchic, uh, shiny Torchic, sorry, your, um, your mega evolving Torchic. Um, it will have its hidden ability. Oops. Sorry, my alarm went off. That means I got to get ready for work. Um, uh, but yeah, your shiny, uh, shiny, uh, I keep saying shiny, shiny Giratina, let's, let's put it that way, uh, ends on October 20th, and the special uh, event Torchic is over Wi-Fi, so I don't feel like anybody really has an excuse to not get the Torchic, because it's over Wi-Fi, go to McDonald's, sit down for five minutes, connect to their internet connection, grab a drink. I'm not affiliated with McDonald's, but if you're thirsty, grab a drink, um, get your Torchic, and don't forget the Shiny Giratina at GameStop for those of you here in the U.S. Um, again, the show notes for, oh, okay, hang on, before I start ending stuff really fast, uh, there was an unpublished article thing on Bulbapedia that talks about the Pokedex radio podcast, and I put it on Facebook the other day. Um, I want to know what this is about. Um, Anybody who has any sort of affiliation to um, Bulbapedia or knows anybody at Bulbapedia who writes for them or whatever, this was really weird because I just did a quick Google search for Pokedex Radio Podcast or Pokemon. I think I searched Pokemon Pokedex Podcast um, just to see how far we up are in the rankings in Google and stuff like that because I've been doing my best for like SEO and all that good stuff. Uh, but I found a link and I'll put that link in the show notes uh, and it's it talks about me and the Pokedex radio podcast. It's an unpublished article. The, uh, the person who wrote it, their user ID on Bulbapedia is Bulbapedia aid. And, uh, the B in Bulba and the P in Pedia are both capitalized. And so is aid AID. Uh, they talk about the Pokemon Monday podcast, uh, which I think, uh, eventually turned into, uh, it's super effective. I think I'm not sure. But they talk about Pokedex Radio. It says Pokedex Radio is a Pokemon Center podcast that debuted in March of 2009. It is hosted by Austin Marchand, me, who previously referred to himself under the pseudonym Gabriel Sebastian. Um, before revealing his real name in episode 29, this podcast, uh, this podcast's first new episode uh, after an 18-month-long hiatus. Uh, the podcast is also initialized as FSPR, FS being the initials of the production studio, in quotes, uh, behind the show Flashlight Studios. Okay, that's right. But then it talks about other stuff, which is really weird. Like this person got into depth and like they 
have listened to Pokedex radio for quite a while. So they clearly went into like detail about this stuff. I'm just going to read it really fast. Cause we're kind of running out of time here. Um, uh, the first episode of Pokedex radio was published on podcast uh, on a podcasting publishing website, Podbean. How do people even remember this stuff? Like seriously on March 6, 2009, uh, they, the debut was hosted by uh Marchand, my last name, uh, using the alias Gabriel and a friend who was referred to as Gene. His name is Edwin. Um, uh, who actually was not a Pokemon fan. He kind of likes Pokemon, but not really. Uh, and was only on the podcast to help launch the show. Uh, Marshine would be the only host of the podcast from the second episode onwards. After its third episode, FSPR would reach its original hosting site's free subscriber download limit. That's not true. It didn't reach a limit. I just didn't want to have it on Podbean anymore. I wanted my own podcast because a lot of the stuff, like it's not exactly 100% there um, in this article. I want to f- contact whoever wrote this. And like correct their information and try to get this maybe published on Bulbapedia. That would be awesome to have like my own article there about Pokedex Radio. Um, but anyways, um, uh, causing Marshan to move the podcast to a new feed burner feed with no limits. Uh, however, this move led to some of the podcast few initial subscribers to falsely assume that the podcast was already dead. Uh, Gabriel did not mention the change to the old subscribers until he uploaded an audio file to the old feed mentioning the feed switch in June. Throughout the podcast initial run, Marshan ran the uh, show on the typical podcasting structure of news topic, Pokemon of the episode emails format, which is pretty much what I've been doing. But anyways, and then it goes into depth of why I stopped doing the show for like 18 months. And it talks about like uh, my girlfriend. It talks about Lex. Um, uh, Lex, if you're listening, it talks about you in this article. So I, I thought I emailed you about this. I'm not sure, but it'll be in the show notes. Pokedexreader.com slash 58. Check out this article. I think it's really weird, and it goes into depth about the Pokedex Radio podcast and me. It's really re- weird and creepy, and the only thing they don't have, I don't find it creepy, but I think it's just weird, uh, they don't have the right links to anything. It says um, there's a Pokedex Radio forum, which has been disbanded. Um, it gives the wrong Flashlight Studios website. It gives the wrong um, Pokedex Radio website. Um it gives the original archive, a current archive. Like everything is wrong. Uh, a lot of the links here are wrong and the feeds are, um, not sure if those feeds are correct. Yeah. These feeds are correct, but still like, I want to figure out who wrote this, why, uh, you know, and for, and I don't want to, I don't care why they wrote it, but still even the artwork isn't there, you know? So I want to figure out who wrote this and, and correct a lot of this information here. Uh, email me if you know anything about this article. It'll be in the show notes at pokedexradio.com slash 58. Or if you know anybody that can help me out in figuring out who wrote this article and so I can contact them myself. Or if you're listening and you wrote it, email me, please. Feedback at pokedexradio.com. Email me. Um, but that is uh, pretty much it for the Pokedex Radio podcast today. All the show notes are over. Again, pokedexradio.com slash 58. You can email me at feedback at pokedexradio.com. You can follow me on Twitter at Pokedex Radio or even follow my personal account at FS Austin VO. The FS stands for Flashlight Studios, like the article explains, and VO stands for voiceover because I like doing voiceovers occasionally. I get paid for them, so that's kind of cool. Uh, so that is it for the Pokedex radio podcast today. Um, again, links and show notes, pokedexradio.com slash 58. Uh, thank you all for your emails and for all of your support uh, in the podcast awards. I'm going to have to go ahead and remove some of these links now uh, because we're uh, 
it, it's the nominations are done now and now with voting which we'll mention in the next two episodes if we made it to the official nominations um if you subscribe on itunes I, I, if you don't already i suggest you go ahead and subscribe uh on itunes give us a rating and a review um i would really really appreciate that i really enjoy seeing those and if you listen to us on stitcher the quality isn't going to be as good for whatever reason or another but on stitcher you can give us a thumbs up i would really appreciate that uh and if you use stitcher if you don't like it just subscribe to our normal feed on itunes the quality will be tons better but (laughs) you know because i listened to the stitcher thing and it was really bad but anyways uh that is it for the pokedex radio podcast today again my name is austin letting you know to live laugh and catch them all and we'll see you guys next week This podcast is a Flashlight Studios production. Copyright 2013, Flashlight Studios. For more information, you can visit us at flashlight-studios.com. And thank you for listening.